0: You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 132. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to 2022. I am so excited to have you here. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and this is the PMO Strategies Podcast. In this first episode of 2022, I am going to help you prepare to have the highest impact year you can with your PMO and project management. To get this right, we've got to get off to a great start. And that means getting super clear on where your PMO should focus to create the biggest impact quickly in your organization. So stick around for this episode and you'll learn what you should do, why it's so important, and how to get started. Okay, let's dive in. As you may know, I have a program specifically designed to Help PMO leaders build, up-level, and accelerate the impact of their PMOs. It's part training because you got to know what to do, in what order, how to do it, why that's so important, and then a big part, implementation. Hands-on, step-by-step-by-step, everything you need to do to start a PMO, start building and delivering services quickly, up-level your PMO and even get your PMO back on track. So it's a very comprehensive system. Now, I have two parts to this program, and the reason I'm bringing this up is that I have so many insights to share from that second part, which is the coaching program. So in addition to giving people the entire roadmap of what it takes to build, up-level, even rescue their PMO, step-by-step process, all the training, all the resources to support them, I also have a coaching group of students and I have learned a lot from them over the last many years now i just adore this group of pmo leaders they're pmo leaders from all over the world in small pmos large pmos across all different industries and they have a lot of the same challenges so what i'm sharing with you today is some of the advice that i've been giving those students as they go through my impact engine pmo implementation program journey and where they get stuck, and how we get them unstuck quickly so that they can make the high impact that they're trying to make in their organizations. Now, these students have tons and tons and tons of success stories they can share with you. I am so incredibly proud of them. It brings tears to my eyes every time one of them has a big breakthrough, which frankly happens a lot in this program, which is so, so cool, but it doesn't always start that way. You see, they have the same challenges and frustrations and headaches and roadblocks and barriers to success and progress that you experience in your role as a PMO leader. So I get it. I've seen it and I have been helping PMO leaders through this journey for a long time. Because remember, I was you many many years ago and that's why i say things like i wish i had me when i was you to you and to all of my students it's because i didn't have the kind of support and resources and someone to put up the guardrails around me to support me as i was trying to figure out the best way to make a big impact with the pmo and project management in organizations so for 15 years i did it myself Inside organizations, building and running PMOs, sometimes rescuing them, sometimes rescuing myself out of difficult situations I got myself into because I tended to learn things the hard way. Now I share all of my guidance and best practices and ways to help you avoid those kinds of challenges in this podcast, in my training and implementation programs, in my coaching program, and even on my consulting engagements. I love to save people the time and energy and frustration of having to learn things the hard way. So that's really what everything I do is about. So back to my students. Sometimes when they come to me, they're making some of the same mistakes I used to make decades ago when I was trying to figure out how to build and run PMOs. And that's what I wanna share with you today. We're going to cover some of the same advice that I have been sharing with them on a particular topic, which is how to figure out what your PMO should be doing for your organization. Now, the way I teach my students to do this is through an annual health assessment and planning process. You see, every year, I think it's super important that you take a step back and look at what your PMO has done what's worked, what hasn't, and what you should be doing next. So I guide my students on an annual health assessment process. And for the first time, I am hosting a free health assessment planning and workshop in January 2022. Now, the reason I'm doing this for free is to celebrate receiving the award for the top global PMO influencer, by the PMO Global Alliance. Now it's the only award of its kind anywhere in the world. And it really tells me that we are on the right track with everything we're doing to position the PMO as the central impact driving business unit for the organization, or as I like to call it, the impact engine of the organization. So because of this fabulous honor, we decided that we were going to host our annual PMO Health Assessment and Planning Workshop for free this year. So if you want to just jump ahead and join that workshop now and get access to all of the pre-workshop resources and step-by-step guidance to prep for that workshop, you can do so right now by going to pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop. And it's free 100%. And don't worry, the recordings are going to be available and all the resources through the end of January, 2021. So you are welcome to join that right now. But in the meantime, I want to talk to you a little bit about why this health assessment planning process is so important and exactly what you should be doing every year to ensure your PMO is on the right track. So first things first, why is this so important? It's quite simple. If your stakeholders aren't happy, you're not going to be happy. And at the end of the day, the PMO is there to meet the stakeholders' pain points and business needs, solve those problems, and help drive the higher impact outcomes the organization is looking for. Now, before you say, oh, don't worry. I already know what their problems are and I know what they need even better than they do. Let me warn you against a common mistake. And that is assuming we know better what they need than they do. Now, here's the secret. They will never let you give them what they need until you give them what they want. I'm going to say that one more time because it is so important. They will never let you give them what they need until you give them what they want. Because here's the thing. They may not know what they need, but they do know what they want. And what they want, these stakeholders of yours, is for you to solve the pain, the pain they know they have. And when we make the mistake of coming in and saying, oh, don't worry, I know what you need. I know that underlying problem that we've got to address. If they don't see it, it doesn't matter. Because what happens is many PMO leaders go into organizations and they start fixing things like improving process and adding templates and putting tools in place and all these things. And if the business leaders see the PMO off busy doing all this stuff, but none of it is directly tied to the problem they know they have, then they're going to think the PMO is just administrative and it's overhead, it's burdensome, and that it won't be able to solve their problems. So you've got to start with what they want. Now they are experts in what they want solved, which is that pain. They are experts in their pain, not necessarily experts in how you get there. So it's super important that we're asking the right questions when we do our assessment process. We have to understand exactly what they want and what problems instigated the need for the PMO in the first place. Now, here's another part of this puzzle. Many times by the time someone decided to fund the PMO, hire a PMO leader, and start down the PMO journey, they have been dealing with an underlying pain and frustration for a long time. When they first saw a problem, they probably didn't do anything about it. They waited for a little bit to see if it was really going to be a challenge. Or they said, you know what, I really want to fix that, but I just don't have time right now. Or they didn't know the PMO could be a solution to that problem. Sometimes months or even years can go by with business leaders and stakeholders dealing with a certain pain before they actually do something about it. You know, hire you and start that PMO. So by the time you've gotten started, that first day on the job in that new role you're already behind because in their eyes, they've been dealing with that pain for weeks, months, or even years. So unfortunately, you don't really have a long time to figure out how to solve the problems that they have because you're behind the day you start. And that is the very unfortunate reality that I know so many of my students have experienced. They get the job and within a week, within a few weeks, within a month, they want to see a plan. They want to know where things are. They want to see some results. They're like, okay, fine, fine. We'll give you a little bit of time, but hurry up, okay? Now I know some of you are probably shaking your heads and also nodding because this sounds like the reality you've been living in. And I totally get it. This is very common for our students. So what I advise them to do, and we have a whole module and piece of our process dedicated to doing this, is to perform that assessment, to unlock, uncover, discover the pain points the business leaders have and exactly how you can solve them. Now, one thing to remember is that these business leaders are not going to necessarily be experts in the solution. They might think they are, and some of them might even go as far as to tell you what they think the solution is, but they're probably wrong, or that solution isn't really gonna get to the underlying challenges they're dealing with. So you've gotta make sure that you stay laser focused on the pain points that they've identified, because that, my friend, is where they are an expert. They know exactly the pain they're experiencing because they've been experiencing it. And your job is to really uncover what those pains are, what the experiences that they're having, and then you can figure out, being the expert, of course, how to solve that pain. Now, I teach my students, and we'll cover this in that free health assessment workshop, I teach them a four-step process, pain, solution, outcome and impact and we'll talk about that in the workshop so definitely sign up for that if you haven't yet it's pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop in that free workshop i'm going to be talking you through that four-step process how to conduct all of the pieces that you need to in that four-step process and then how to talk about that pain solution outcome and impact journey for them so they understand how the services you're putting in place are going to change their lives for the better, address that pain, solve those business problems, create the outcomes they're looking for and drive higher impact for the organization. Now there have been times that students have tried to shortcut this process and every single time they will tell you and they do because they tell my new students this as well, don't skip the steps, trust the process And do what Laura says. I mean, that's literally what they say inside the coaching program. And it's funny because I'm so grateful that they're warning new students against trying to shortcut any of the process. And here's why this is so important. Now, my students go through an implementation program that starts out with that mindset stuff that I talked about in last week's podcast episode when I was sharing that we have a whole bunch of mindset podcast episodes specifically for PMO leaders We start out with why the PMO is there and shifting the mindset about the PMO and that the PMO really is an impact engine to drive organizational strategy delivery. After that mindset work and we really hit the reset button on what the PMO is all about, then we do a very important assessment process. Now, If you skip that step and then you start going directly to defining services and capabilities and ways that you're going to deliver impact, you start building your PMO roadmap and creating a proposal and then actually delivering services and capabilities. If you skip the step of assessing the organization for what I call impact opportunities, and if you skip the step on having a lot of those critical stakeholder discussions, what happens is that. There's nothing you can really tie the services and capabilities you're delivering to that matters to those stakeholders. You're missing two really important pieces. One, is hearing the pain points in their words, in your stakeholders' words, so that you can really show them how you're creating solutions that solve those pain points. you got to be able to tie those two together. And the other part that you're missing is the relationship building part. You're missing the opportunity to do a really important part of organizational change management, which is to build strong relationships with your stakeholders. You have to build trust and buy-in and support, and they have to believe that you can really solve their problem. The best way to do that is asking the questions about what their challenges are, really listening for the answers, and then working together to build the right solutions. So if you just bypass all that and start delivering services and capabilities based on what you think they need, as opposed to addressing what they want first, you're going to have a really hard time getting that buy-in and support and building credibility because even if they are services that they really do need, it doesn't matter. Like I said, until you give them what they want, they have to know you're listening. They have to know that you hear them and they have to know that you are interested in solving their business problems. So you got to start there and Whenever my students have been challenged with not having those strong stakeholder relationships, not really getting that buy-in and support, not building that credibility and getting their seat at the table, I can guarantee you they rushed through that assessment process and didn't take full advantage of all of the steps we have in that process to Understand the environment for change, capacity, how you need to go about rolling out services and capabilities, what you should be focused on, and getting that critical buy-in and support. So you've got to have that, which means you got to do the assessment process right. You have to understand what your strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats are, SWOT analysis for the PMO. You have to understand the change environment and change culture. And you've got to understand why your business leaders agreed to have the PMO there in the first place. So whether your PMO has been around for a while or not, this is an important exercise to do. I mean, clearly you can see why it's important to do when you're just getting started, but it's also important to do even if you've got an established PMO because things change. And the reason your PMO was created a year or two or three or more ago may not be what your business leaders need now. So it's so important to evaluate on an annual basis what your PMO should be doing to help address the business problems of now. Organizations around the world have had an inordinate amount of change thrown at them from all over the place over the last couple of years. And what they wanted the PMO to do a couple of years ago and what problems they wanted solved a couple of years ago may be different today. And you could be missing an incredible opportunity to get or keep your seat at the table in these conversations about where the organization is headed, how to deliver on the organization's strategy, how to achieve the highest impact possible if you aren't asking the right questions. So even if you have a well-established PMO, don't get too comfortable. Make sure you are continuing to have the conversations about what the PMO can be doing to solve today's pain points for your stakeholders and maybe even get ahead on some of those pain points before they become huge problems. Okay, so I hope I've convinced you That it's really important to do an annual health assessment process and build a plan based on the results of that health assessment process. So now let's talk about what you should actually do. Now, your goal is to discover your PMO focus. So to do that, we've got to make sure that we're asking the right questions about where we're going to focus our energy first. I teach my students to use an iterative value delivery process, meaning we don't just create a big bang approach to PMO value delivery. We have what I call 30-90 cycles. Now the 90-day cycles are value delivery. So every 90 days you're iterating the PMO services and capabilities. You're delivering new services or existing services to new parts of the organization. The change And the value delivery happens every 90 days. The 30 is how often you measure the impact that those services are making. So every month you're able to communicate progress towards those outcomes and actual impact that you're making on the organization through the services and capabilities you're delivering. So you don't really want a big bang approach. You've got to make sure that that roadmap that you build has services and capabilities value being delivered on a regular basis, not just like once at the end of the year, for example, way too much for the organization to digest and also way too long to go before you're showing any real value. So I like shorter iterations, which means we don't have to solve all the business problems at once. Now, the reason I'm explaining all of that is so that you understand as you're going through the assessment process, you might hear a lot of pain points, but that doesn't mean you have to solve them all at once. What you want to do in the assessment process is gather all of these pain points, have these conversations with business leaders, understand where those pain points are coming from, then work with them, all of them together to prioritize which pain points you're going to address when. Because you don't want to try and do everything all at once because you're just going to fail. And then everyone's going to be upset and you're going to have done the opposite of what you were trying to do to build credibility. So in the assessment process, you'll figure out your PMO focus by asking the right questions about what their pain points are, interviewing your stakeholders, and talking about the ways that their lives could be improved through the PMO and project management process. Now, remember, they aren't experts in the solutions. They are experts, however, in the pain that they are experiencing. So stay focused on the discussion around what their experience is, what's frustrating them, what's not working, what their role is in the process, and that will help you uncover as the expert those solutions. So you're determining that focus by doing all those stakeholder interviews and having those conversations. You're also using this assessment process to understand your organization's capacity for change, the team you have and how familiar they are going to be with the changes you're trying to make. You gotta get to know your sponsor and understand how engaged they are in supporting this change process. And you absolutely don't want to ignore the culture. So you must factor in the culture and how the culture seems to adapt to changes. Now, once you've done all of those organizational change management assessments, it's time to look at what you have now for the PMO. Now, if you have an existing PMO, this is easy because you conduct a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and evaluate your current services and capabilities, how they're working, At this point, you can even do some surveying to ask your stakeholders what's working and what's not. If you have a new PMO, though, it doesn't mean project management isn't happening in the organization. It just means it's not under the PMO purview yet. So you want to be looking at where project management is happening, where projects exist, and what that experience is like in the organization. That will help you uncover other places that you can provide value Again, with a focus on addressing pain points. Now, once you've done all of those steps, it will be time to put together a PMO recommendation. That recommendation will incorporate all of the assessments you've done to uncover the pain points your stakeholders have, to prioritize those pain points with your stakeholder group to figure out where you should focus your energy first, second, and third, because I'm guessing you have limited time, limited funding, and limited resources, so you're going to need to prioritize, and you're going to want to include that four-step process I was talking to you about to tell the story of the solutions you're going to create for the problems. Now, we don't geek out on the solutions, okay? When we're talking solutions to our business stakeholders, we're just saying we've got one, and here's what that looks like, to address your pain. So we really focus on that pain and we say things like, hey, remember when you talked to me about how frustrating it was that you could never really get a handle on what the resources were doing on these projects or when these projects were going to get done? Don't worry, I've got your back. Here's our solution to that. And as a result of this solution, here's the outcome you're going to see, such as greater transparency, and here's the impact that's going to have on the organization. So you talk through those solutions in terms of the pain and the outcomes and the impact that they're going to create. And that's what makes your PMO recommendation so strong. Now there's a couple of other things that I do with my students in the assessment process. Remember when I was talking about building those stakeholder relationships and how important that is to your success? If you don't believe me that this is an important part of the process, what was it like last time you tried to roll out services and capabilities? Did those stakeholders cheer you on and say, yes, please, I can't wait to have that. Were they fighting over your limited time and capacity so that they could get their pain points solved first? If they weren't fighting for your time and your attention and begging you to solve their problems, then you didn't quite have the stakeholder engagement process nailed down. So what you're going to do in this important assessment stage is create a stakeholder engagement register to summarize all of those pain points and the things that your stakeholders care about. So you can easily go back and reference it and and know when you're talking to the different stakeholders, what they care about. And so you'll know exactly what to emphasize in those conversations. And then when you say, hey, I'd really love your support in prioritizing these services we want to roll out to address the pain you identified, which is X, Y, Z, Do I have your support? And they're like, heck yeah, absolutely going to support you in that, right? Like that's what you're going for. So you want to make sure that you spend the time and energy building those relationships, having those conversations, being crystal clear on what they care about, how they can influence the outcomes and make them the champions for the changes you're trying to create. Because remember, they're going to be all for it if it's solving their pain points. And the last important step that you don't want to forget in the assessment process is really doing some sponsor engagement. Whoever your business leader, boss, or customer is that is really driving this PMO into existence and supporting it holistically, that's probably your sponsor. It's not necessarily the person you report to, but it can be. It's the person that cares the most and is the champion for the success of this PMO. Besides you, of course, you've got to get to know who that person is and figure out how you're going to communicate with them, what it is that they need to know to be successful and support you, and be sure that you're giving them all the information they need to support you in every step of this process. Because remember... It's not super easy to create change in organizations, but it can be a heck of a lot easier if you follow our step-by-step process. Now, my coaching students that follow this process and are in the implementation program have been wildly successful doing exactly these steps. They have gotten raises, promotions, even bigger jobs, Heard things from their executives like, this is the best presentation I've ever seen on project management in my entire career. They've been given additional funding and support. They've been reimbursed for our implementation and coaching program that they paid for by themselves. And most importantly, they got their seat at the table and they kept their seat at the table in helping the organization make a bigger impact for their strategy. So we have real case studies, one after the other after the other of students doing exactly what I'm telling you about here and seeing tremendous results. And you can too. And the very first step in that process is doing that annual health assessment and planning process. So please, whatever you do, whether it's joining me for my free workshop to guide you through all of this, or if you've already got a solid health assessment and planning process internally, please make sure you take the time to do it right. Because everything you do, all of your success hinges on being sure that you're giving them what they want before you ever get the chance to give them what they need. I hope I've inspired you to work with your stakeholders to unlock the best ways for you to make a big impact with your PMO this year. And always remember, I've got your back every step of the way. We have so much great content here in the podcast that is completely free to you. And again, to celebrate the huge honor of winning top global PMO influencer of the year, you can join me for free for our PMO health assessment and planning workshop. The workshop will be live on January 11th and 13th, 2022, but the recordings will be available to you through the end of January, 2022. So register now for free, get access to the video and resources you need to start that health assessment process before we get together live in January, and then join me live for those workshops or catch the recordings all the way through the end of January. I've got you every step of the way in building your 2022 PMO health assessment and high impact delivery plan. I cannot wait to see you there. Just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop and sign up today. Okay, Impact Driver, that's it for today's session. I cannot wait to hear how your health assessment and planning process goes. I hope you'll join me in the workshop and let's make 2022 your best and highest impact year yet. Happy New Year and bye-bye for now.